0: The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network. Now on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, this is the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy, the coaching staff, and Bears management. The Bears Coaches Show is brought to you by Whipley CPAs and consultants, Advocate Healthcare, Verizon, and Miller Lite. Now from Hallis Hall, here's the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak.
1: And a pleasant good evening, everybody, and welcome to PNC Studios at Halas Hall, the Bears Coaches Show with Head Coach Matt Nagy. I'm Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock tonight. Bears with a nice 19-14 win over the visiting New York Giants. We're brought to you by Whitley CPAs and Consultants. Congratulations on the win. What did you see?
2: <laughs> Just buzzed through it real quick last night, and, and I thought that uh, uh, all in all, you know, it was a slow start. We've had that. I, You know, we, we want to be able to take that that start of the third quarter and take that into the, first, the start of the game, really. You know, yeah. that's been a... Uh, flaw for us so we want to get that fixed but I like the way that they bounce back um, overall I thought Mitch made good decisions we we had the one interception uh, that uh the one that I thought was was more toward in the in the second half the first half was more of the way they played it Uh so I'll take that one but other than that it was he, he really he made good decisions and uh, we just had some unfortunate situations early on in that first half that took away two big plays and um, that's how it goes, and we just got to be able to recover from that.
1: Yeah, who knows what you can build off those those plays that you didn't get either. I yeah. mean, obviously, the Broniker drop, that, that it was a walk-in touchdown yeah. probably, uh, and the 60-yarder, uh, I love the play. I mm-hmm. mean, the play as it was designed was perfect. The blitz pickup by Montgomery, outstanding, picking up that speedy uh, defensive back, Ballantyne, and then the, the throw and run after the catch. When you look at these things, you see what – could be added or what how it changes the whole complexion of the game statistically or, or point wise.
2: Yeah, yeah, you do and you see that. And you know, it it uh like you said, you, you end up having a guy that's wide open and is probably gonna catch the ball and walk in for a a, a touchdown and instead we end up having an interception. So it's just that's kind of where things have been um, this year, and, and we're, we're waiting for that one game, that one play, to where it just breaks open. Then again, we have the other uh, uh, a great throw. I mean, that throw that Mitch made on that third down, you go back and you watch that on the pressure that he had in the pocket. Yeah. He stepped up. It's hard to see. That's stood a dagger throw. He stood in there, and he made a hell of a throw, and a Robin ran a great route. There was good protection, and so, you know, again, there it is. We have a nice big gain. You got momentum. You're backed up. You're out of there, and now we're we're it's you know you don't get
1: it. How do you sideline handle that though? We could look at defense. We can look at all phases of the game. Opening kickoff yeah. goes out of bounds. Yeah, exactly. You know you're, you're ready to go, and and this has been the story all season long. It has, and, and for so the most
2: part. it it has, um, and it, we're getting challenged. There's no doubt about it. We're getting challenged now. When you come out of the game with a win. Um, it definitely makes things easier. At the same time, just like I said after the game, um, there, there's just zero complacency. So where we're at right now, the fact that our guys are still battling through all that, you know, we go in uh, seven down seven to three at halftime, uh, but for them to rally back each week here and come back out and start fast and, and grab that lead again, end of the game fourth and eighteen or fourth and sixteen, they score that touchdown. Uh, and then for us on third and one to not convert that third and one, those are two plays that we definitely went back to to finish and so that it doesn't come down to the end of the game like it did. But uh, it's none of it's because of lack of effort, you know, and so uh, one of these games it will break and we'll get some bounces and things go our way and it'll feel better.
1: Go back to the two interceptions because you intimated. OK, so. We heard from Mitch on the post game show, miscommunication with he and Allen Robinson, but it was their coverage that kind of threw the communication off. Yeah, well, no, it, it was the way they played the coverage. Okay. So,
2: so they they played a particular coverage that we anticipated, and then just the the way that uh, that the that the backer kind of played his technique on a Rob. There was just a miscommunication with with uh, with Allen and and Mitch. But you know, you know that in my opinion, that that's something that takes a little bit more reps and and. Uh, Uh, You know, if that's the case, you'd rather, okay, we'll get an incompletion rather than and get three points at at worst. But, um, you know, and and that one there, so I understand Mitch going on and saying that, but I I just feel like uh, that's a difficult play call and it's a difficult play execution in that part of the field. It's the same thing at the end of the half when they're dropping eight playing cover two. There's not a lot of open holes there. So uh, they know that, they, and they, they know that uh, that you can throw the ball over the middle of the field. The clock's going to keep running. And then to take a shot that Julian Love intercepted, the local yeah. kid from Nazareth Academy. That's probably the one that I, I know that Mitch would say, hey,
1: if there's one in the game where I want that back, it would be that play. So The incorporation and, and getting uh, Anthony Miller going these last two yes, 12 for 131 yards the last two game, 12 catches. You really witness his explosion off the line of scrimmage on those quick routes, that one drive. It was the Miller drive, I like to call it, I guess. Um, is he on? Is it coming now? Yeah, well, you're seeing that. And uh, what he's
2: doing is he's winning the one-on-one matchup. So when they're playing him in man technique, he's running good routes. And then Mitch is on time with the throws. Um, it's it's never anything to do with, with Anthony Miller being short of talent. I mean, th- this kid has ultra – he's ultra-talented. So it's just a matter of putting the pieces together of timing, execution, trust with your quarterback,
1: Uh, you trust in the quarterback, quarterback trust in you. You saw a little bit of that yesterday. So defense, again, uh, they're not allowing points. So that's keeping you in to to sort things out offensively. And uh, the pass rush was pretty consistent over the course of the day, and you got some big hits from Leonard Floyd, too, including the end of the game.
2: Right. Yeah, the end of the game was great. Um, All in all, I just thought you felt – uh, an aggressive style of defense yesterday you, you, you certainly felt 52 out there running around doing doing his his stuff that we've seen and um, so we want to keep that going uh, it's it's not easy and teams know they're gonna scheme for for Khalil every every play every single play so we're gonna we have to try to find other ways to get other guys open and to create uh, opportunities for him too
1: special teams uh, we gave a, a whole segment last night on the TV show on Fox Bears game night Live on Cordero Patterson's coverage. Uh, It's been happening all year, but if ever there was a play that was more exciting than maybe you would think, it's the race to get that ball touched down uh, and finish a 61-yard punt by uh, Patrick O'Donnell. I mean, it was an exciting play. Yeah, yeah, it was, and we were able to catch them uh, out there with their defense on the field,
2: and so I think being able to – to, you know, make that kick and then to see 84 just run down the sideline and just like you said, it was almost like in slow motion, like just make sure you get that and tap it back in. And that's a that's a huge flip huge, of the field huge, right there huge. at that point in time. And so uh, that's just who CP is, what he does. Uh, he doesn't look for a lot of recognition. He's really good on special teams. And, uh, you know, everyone talks about him as a returner, but you can see really how important he is in other that's areas. one of
1: three impressive, including yeah. – He's only catch of the game yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on, the, on that play. So uh, spotting it down and then uh, racing off the sidelines to tackle Jabril Peppers. That was uh, another big play right yeah. there in the
0: game. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues.
1: Three receiver slot left, snap, fakes the handoff to Montgomery. Going to throw the left seam and is caught inside the five. Robinson to the end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown, Bears! Allen Robinson fighting with the defender, Corey Ballantine the nickel, and he's in from 32 yards, and the Bears have the lead to start the third. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whitley Financial Advisors, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, the touchdown, catch, and run by Allen Robinson. Stuff after the catch, uh, you know, there, there were Plays and connections with, with he and, and Mitch. Um, this is the first 100-yard-plus game he had since week one against Green Bay, but you could tell that it was sinking. You liked a certain matchup, clearly. You had him out of the slot quite a bit, and he's he's very good out of the slot too.
2: He is, and, and he presents a lot of matchups, really no matter where he's at, but that was a nice little play action for us. And When you go back and watch the the tape, you'll see that uh, A-Rob gave a little, little uh, move there, about 15 yards downfield, which kind of created some space. Mitch made a good throw he made a good catch made sure he caught it first and then once he caught it now it's just a matter of trying to beat that guy and carry him into the end zone
1: and he's the type of guy it, it wasn't a spectacularly perfect throw right but he can clean your guy up yeah hundred times that's that's his value there yeah without a doubt
2: it's not an easy throw because you're you you know there's play action there's guys in your face you got to see exactly where that safety's at plus you don't know the exact leverage of the nickel so as long as you put it in the area for him to make a play and make it catchable, and that's what they did. Run game, still churning a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but when you're able to throw the ball like we were yesterday, we were able to move the ball up and down the field in the passing game. And so uh, as long as you have one of them going and you can move the football, uh, it, it can open up other areas. So we want to keep that, you know, stay on track and try to try to get that run going. At the going.
1: same time, the, the 13-yard run by Montgomery, uh, again, you start talking about taking coaching tape, and using it as a as a design for weeks to come or next year or whatever, that was, in my opinion, perfect execution. James yeah. Daniels coming down, washing out his guy, creating a nice lane for uh, sure. For and, and that's
2: that's something that we saw on tape with that blast play, um, where he had that nice run. And then we we came back to it a few more times, but they made an adjustment to it, so it wasn't quite as good. That's part of football. Uh, but so yeah, that was a nice run to start and. Uh, we want to we wanna try to have more of those.
1: Alright, let's go back to the defense and, and get more specific about it. Uh, obviously the first step is stopping Saquon and and you guys were all over it. Right on the first snap of the game and that kind of set the tone with Eddie Jackson coming off the line of scrimmage.
2: Yeah, it, it was nice seeing Eddie come off the edge there and, and get him for a five-yard loss. Uh, again, first downs, keeping teams like that out of second and five, second and four is big and now you put them in a passing situation where you got to look out for screens but to to keep him to you know whatever it was three point five yards per per uh, rushing attempt and two catches for one yard,
1: uh, when you do that against that team, you're going to have a shot. And then the play of the safeties, uh, Jackson included, but Ha Ha Clinton Dix led you in tackles with seven, and uh, also made some big stops, including the fourth and four.
2: Yeah, that fourth and four was great. They ran a little man beater um, where they they um, our defensive end did a good job of of pushing uh, the running back. Uh, Timing-wise, to throw it off at the quarterback, and then haha came out of nowhere to make a big play. So those guys are flying around; they're playing um, with a lot of energy and and making plays when we need them.
1: What was the reaction on the sidelines on Khalil's uh, rush on Solder? The the it was a a very it was a nasty nasty dirty rush on a, on a left tackle and going for the ball. What what did that do for everybody? Yeah, it
2: just it gets you. It, you know, you see that, and it just it's such a a pickup uh for everybody on the on the sideline and you, you know that that's who he do, that's who he is that's what he does and um anytime you can go ahead and get a turnover and, you know um that that's huge for our team
1: one of 12 on third down so once again you're making it hard on teams with that third down issue um you know, your third down defense and your overall stopping of the run game for the most part this season has been great. Uh, and Chuck dialed up some really significant pressure at times during that
0: game.
2: Yeah, that, that's that's key. And when, when you can, again, it goes back to first and second down. When you can get teams into third and medium to longer, now that's where these defensive coordinators like to turn up the heat a little bit, and we were able to do that.
1: All right, let's talk Eddie Pinheiro, uh with that opening kick. And, and weirdly, Aldric Rosas did the same exact spinner kick to start the second half just a weird day at the office or what with the kickers <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it
2: yeah you really you, you can't make that up to start the game and for that to happen i mean that's uh it's unfortunate but it's uh again our our defense was able to to um you know do their best to make sure that we get the ball back considering the field position that's that's the one thing when you look back at the first half you go back and you look at starting field position for our offense versus oh, their yeah. offense yeah, and it was four course. drives inside the 10 yeah that's uh that's you gotta that's you gotta take that into consideration
1: yeah absolutely but like you said the start of the third quarter so th- th- you're always at, talking about the why's finding out the why's why is it just that you take a step back the coach is doing a great job you're doing a great job of making that one adjustment or two that or is it a, a different set of play calls. do you script a little <laughs> bit i mean i don't know but that's awesome five yeah. straight games is not not easy
2: no i i hear you um I'll be honest, Jeff. If I had, if I knew why, I would tell you. It, I think there's just, there's. I don't. I don't. I have it's, no idea what the answer is because it,
1: it's that kind of season. It is. It's and, that kind and of. And so
2: season. I'm just glad our guys are doing it. Now we just let's let's do it in the, the first drive of the game.
0: Now more of the Bears coaches show with head coach Matt Nagy on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. WBBF
1: snap Trubisky gonna keep it right side he's in for the touchdown as the play clocks expiring Mitch Trubisky rolls in from three in a designed run and whips the football in the air in exuberance Bears 19 Giants 7 shredded or saucy cheese beans or nah However you make them, share your Bears game day nacho recipe at com for a chance to win a Bears VIP tailgating experience and tickets at the December 22nd game versus Kansas City. May the best nachos win. Jeff Joniak, Matt Nagy here on the Bears Coaches Show. The highlight of Mitch's touchdown run. Well designed, little sweep to the right.
2: Yeah, that, that's uh, that's a situation where you kind of hang on to some of those plays for that, for that deal right there. And um, David Montgomery made a hell of a block on the edge. And then Mitch, uh, you know, stuck his helmet up in there and got us a touchdown when we needed
1: it. How about when he ran out of the end zone? He waited there for the last possible <laughs> second, waiting for something to open up. You do appreciate his pocket uh, savviness there to just hang in there. But uh, that was a huge, huge, gutsy run there. Yeah, it was.
2: They they were in coverage and, and uh he scrambled back and you saw him back there in, in the end zone for a little while and then decided to push up in the pocket and there was there was a lot of green grass in front of him and he made it, made a nice run.
1: All right, yeah, Jesper Horstead active, uh he had himself uh his first uh NFL uh, special teams tackle and he was open on a play that what would you think of that one on the bootleg? Yeah, he was uh he was open there in the flat. Um
2: there's a possibility of maybe getting it to him right away. But some, sometimes the angles that you have on the field makes it a little bit more difficult, but he was open there. He caught a little uh, gap screen uh, uh, down in the red zone, and and so it'll be interesting to see how, how he does here as we go, and, and uh, he's done a lot of good things for us. Bobby
1: Massey had to leave the game, and we'll find out over the course of the week what, what the status is, but uh, Cornelius Luke has proven to be, uh, and he's, in, he's enjoying this opportunity, so it's been a lot better than it has been in recent years for him. So... He looks like he's found a nice niche here.
2: Yeah, it's important to have that depth, and he's done a good job at helping us out at that that tight end position um, when we bring him in the game and do some different things. So. Uh we'll we'll see how Bobby is,
1: but we're we're very uh, lucky to have Cornelius. And then, how is Sherrick McManus? Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, same thing with yeah. his groin. So you saw him go down on that one play, and we'll keep an eye on it and see where he's at. You know, I hope hopefully, um, hopefully he's he's fine. The
1: sequence of events on the two point thing. What were you upset with with the official specifically? Yeah, we we, we have a we have a play where just like it was executed where we get
2: the ball in the flat. And, you know, down there there's a lot of bodies and, and, and a lot of tight space. And so they uh, they decided to throw the flag and say that, that uh, A-Rob was, was picking the defender. Um, you know, it's a route that we're running. And so... Um, there there can be some gray there, but they they explain their side of it, and and uh, we understand that.
1: And so a play like that, where you how, how do you you like the play? Clearly, yeah. it works. So do you make adjustments in the future, or how does that work? Or you just yeah, trash so, it?
2: No, 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 no. You don't trash it. You can make adjustments. Um, and then you just go back here in in the off season, and you find out the you know real you get the real clean clean answer of why why that occurred. And we think we have a good idea, but um sometimes that's how it goes. And uh, you know i just appreciate the guys executing it like they did and then with the communication yeah how, how does it get yeah, so, prepared so we ended up having a uh uh an injury that's when bobby got hurt okay. and and so uh as we go out there for the for the extra point um we we were we were good with numbers we had 11 guys out there so we were ready well a couple a couple of our guys looked out okay. and saw that bobby wasn't out there and thought we were short so that's kind of where where some of that went down. So we got to clean up that communication process and make sure that uh, we they you know we understand we're good to go and then we don't have that whole that too whole, many voices you know, maybe y- yeah possibly yeah <laughs> yeah <yep.
1: laughs> all right. It's on to the Detroit uh, quick week for you. Uh, really, there's just one light practice uh, and but the good news is you've done it. These yeah. guys have done it last year that stretch of 18 days and three games. Uh, mentally, is that uh, a bonus? that that happened last year you played on thanksgiving to get these guys they know what they're waiting they're, they know what they're waiting
2: for right for sure no we'll have a uh matter of fact last year it was even it was even later when we did this because we were coming off a night game sunday night so we got the guys in for, in the evening we started uh i think almost at six o'clock practice was a start oh, wow. so today we're a few hours before that and um and so uh it, yeah the, we'll have the the, the walkthrough and uh, it's all mental, you know. This was the one last year where where Chase didn't have any reps, you know, no reps, no live. Everything was mental. But our guys have been there, done that, and, and Detroit's probably doing
1: the same thing. Uh, Jeff Driscoll looks like he'll he'll remain the starter. What did you learn about him from the last game?
2: Well, he's he's a feisty competitor that he can do things with his legs. You know, we've now he's going to now have two more games on top of our game that he's played. And uh, they've been in situations to win against Dallas. He's he's uh, it was a more it was a higher scoring game. And then this past weekend, uh, yesterday against against Washington, um, they were in it till the end. So he'll uh, they'll be ready to go. This is a big game, Thanksgiving obviously, and, and at their place. So uh, we got to make sure we contain them.
1: And yet another new running back, Bo Scarborough, former Alabama running back, big thick back, six one two thirty five. He put up ninety eight yards uh, yesterday, ninety seven yards, and a thirty yard run. So. Another big back to get ready for, but you guys, you guys have seen him. So. Yeah, we
2: have. You know, our guys have done a good job stopping to run, and we're going to have to do that uh, on Thursday.
1: All right. Well, good luck with your preparation this week. And uh, Mitch is looking forward to playing on Thanksgiving. That's a, a lot of these guys. You know, that's that's what we all did as kids yeah. on Thanksgiving Day. So it's his own turkey bowl, all like, right. first time in his life. Thanks. John. All right. Thank you very much, Matt Nagy, Bears head coach. Coming up in our next few segments, director of player personnel, Champ Kelly, would join the program.
0: The Bears Coaches Show with Head Coach Matt Nagy and this hour featuring Assistant Director of Player Personnel Chip Kelly. Brought to you by Whitfley CPAs and Consultants, Athletico Physical Therapy, and the Village of Bedford Park. Once again, the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. The
1: snap, pressure comes from behind. Mack hits him, ball is out, scooped up by Nick Williams inside the five-yard line of the New York Giants. Khalil Mack, hurt from brings him down with the sack and the strip his fifth force fumble and the bears are in business and welcome back to the bears coaches show here from pnc studios at halos hall it's brought to you by Whipley, cpas and consultants and bears fans hit the beach with spice adams Lawrence Creedon, and roy robertson harris palau nichols and more of your favorite bears players on march 1st visit applevacations.com bears to book your trip to los cabos mexico today Welcome to the program, Bears Director of Player Personnel Champ Kelly. Thanks for pinch hitting as your uh, as your football team gets ready for the Detroit Lions. Time to game plan and uh, thank you for joining us. Uh,
3: what you think of the uh, overall performance yesterday? Nice win. Uh, anytime you get a win in this in this league, <laughs> you you appreciate it and you're excited about it. Um, you know it, it was it was it was good. It's it's been a while, and my um, players were excited. Our coaches. We're excited, and also, you know, for our fans, we're happy to get that W. I'll tell you
1: who was super excited. You just heard the highlight of Khalil Max sack strip and recovery by Nick Williams. Uh, He he must have felt like he's been, you know, tangled in a box, you know, (laughs) still making plays, obviously, but not the ones he wants.
3: No, you know, uh, Khalil is an impact player in this league and for this football team. And so for him to come out, um, you know, he gets the football, and he'll tell you that and so for him to come out and and make an impact play like that is big for us and it's big for the morale of this football team.
1: Yeah, five pressures uh, yesterday, as well as the four tackles and a force that forced fumble. And you know, uh, everybody's been talking about okay, if if he's if he's the subject of every team's admiration, to put it to put it mildly. And he, yesterday there was one play where four guys that hit him. Uh, Than somebody else or other guys are going to win one on matchups and Leonard Floyd had had a big day yesterday.
3: Yeah, I came in last night and watched the tape and Leonard was all over the tape. You saw ninety four. There were a couple of times where fifty two and ninety four ran into each other, and and that's the type of you know type of production and a type of. Um, disruption that we expect from those two guys, and um, you know Leonard Leonard coming out of his shell and playing like that was big for our football team. You
1: know, when Mac was acquired, it, it it was obviously a significant moment, and it can it can be considered one of the most significant moments in Chicago sports history. You get a player of this magnitude. Is it still? You still feel the rewarding uh, aspect of that from the player personnel
3: perspective. Absolutely, we've talked about the the impact that he has on the football field, as far as production and his physical capability, um, but the person, you, you know, the work ethic, what he brings to our football team at practice, uh, what he means to this city. Like he truly cares about these, this city and, and, and these fans, um, and he's all about giving everything that he has for his teammates every single day every single play Um, and when you're able to add something like that to your football club I think it speaks measures um, of what you're trying to build. You know you and I've seen you
1: you know in in action here since your time with the Bears um, coming over from the Denver Broncos you have a unique connection with the the players how how does that serve you? How does that benefit you and how can you help them?
3: I I think the most important thing for me is you know we're, we're investing we're investing into the whole player you know, it's not a it's not just a transaction for us. It's not fantasy football. Um like I care about the lives of these of these players. Um uh, we care about their wives, their kids, the things that they have going on outside of the football field. Um, you know, I, I care about Tory and Danny Trevathan and denor and Little Jaden with Royal Roberts and Harrison. Like that's the stuff that makes it makes it bigger and more and more than just football. Um and I think that trickles down from our ownership. Like the McCaskies care about all of us here, you know Ryan Pace and Mac Nagy care about. They care about Stephanie and my three little girls, and I, and I think that type of impact, that type of love, creates a camaraderie camaraderie that allows you um, to dig out of holes that we found ourselves in this season, um, and we and we win because of that type of culture.
1: What's it like for you watching games? Uh, you're, you you watch the games obviously with the same keen interest as a fan would, but. It's also your job, it's your career, it's it's your passion. Um, are you quiet? Are you, are you rambunctious? Do you let loose? I mean, how, how do you handle it?
3: I, I think, you know, f- first of all, I told myself when I got into this profession um, that when I stopped being a fan of the NFL, I would go work somewhere else, mm. right? So I'm still a fan of the, of the Shield, um, and I love the Chicago Bears. <laughs>
0: The Bears Coaches Show with Assistant Director of Player Personnel, Chip Kelly, and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues.
1: Snap back. Here comes the push. Stays in the pocket. Jacks the ball. Throws and broken up by Clinton Dix at the 20. Going for the tight end, Caden Smith. This segment of the Bears Coaches Show is brought to you by CDW. People who get it, learn more at cdw.com. You just heard the highlight of HaHa Clinton Dix making the stop on fourth and four. He had himself a game yesterday, Champ Kelly. Uh, The safeties in general, but... Good to see how I
3: making some big plays. Absolutely. When um you know, Ha was one of those acquisitions that we made this all season um that we were excited about. And and one of the things that we were excited about was he wanted to be here. Right. And it's showing on the football field. He was one of the first people I saw after the game, went in and told him, Bro, you was all over the football field. Um and the smile on his face was 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 gratifying and he was excited and, and that's the type of player he is. He's an impact player in this league as well.
1: What have you learned about David Montgomery? Because he he's very serious almost all the time, at least from what we see. And uh, he plays such a physical brand of football. He's trying to you know get get things going in the run game, but it's the little things he's also doing with the blitz pick up on that big play that was nullified by penalty.
3: Uh, he's he's very very aggressive player. David Montgomery has an internal fire that isn't coached, right? It's something that's created through um, the adversities and trials of life, right, where he refuses to fail. And so when I look David Montgomery in the eye, I know that every rep, every play, David Montgomery is trying to be the best player that he can be. He doesn't want to go down as a good football player in this in, a, in this league. He wants to go down as one of the greats. Um, he puts in the work, um, and this and this guy does everything he can. We have to try to dial David back from trying to win the season in every rep, huh. you know, because that's what he will he'll try to do. That's a great way to put it. Uh, and then you must take great pride in the idea
1: that a guy like Rashad Coward has converted himself into trying to carve out a career at guard. Now, you're a Nick Williams who had an uncertain future and is making plays. Made another one yesterday with a fumble recovery. Uh, we can go down the list of guys: Jesper Horstead you know, recreating himself and getting a chance on the roster. Ryan Nall, no. these guys that are not prominent in everybody's minds right now, but some of these guys, especially the guys coming off the practice squad, they, they may never leave the practice squad. They may never leave their active roster. They get their one chance and they take it and run with it.
3: But, I, think, I think anytime you're, you're, you're talking about that, that type of player, you know, Rashad and Nick Williams, it speaks to um, the coaching staff. You know, like uh, as scouts, we go out and evaluate these guys and, you know, we have an idea where we want to place them, but it's, you know, the coaches that ultimately invest in them and and teach them and allow them to develop into, you know, what we initially envisioned. Um, Rashad Cow- Coward, you know, selflessly um, converted from a defensive lineman to an offensive lineman, and now he's starting at guard for us and doing a great job. Nick Williams is a great example of – college scouts having conviction i mean our pro scouts having conviction we we worked him out um in a season that he wasn't even in the nfl and i think at the time john city was a pro scout he loved nick williams the rest of us was on board with nick williams and we recruited him basically the entire season and signed him as a reserve future and then a coach like jay rogers for him to get his hands on a piece of clay like nick nick williams um you know, and now Nick is playing with confidence. You know, he's he, he's up there in leaders of sacks for our football team, oh, right? Yeah, he leads the team. He in leads sacks, the team yeah, in yeah. sacks. You know, it's a per, it's a great testament of the entire process working and then a guy gaining confidence in his ability. Now he's taking liberties and making big plays for our football team. Why'd you get into scouting? I got you know, a, you
1: played you played at Kentucky or receiver and a DB. Two way player played every snap in the
3: game. No, I'm joking, <laughs> right. but you may have. I don't know. Do you ever
1: do? Did you ever play both in the same game? I did
3: not play both oh, in the okay. same game, except in arena league. They played both in every game. <laughs> <laughs> you had a very decorated arena league career, but why scouting? You, you know, I, I tried the corporate world. You know, I worked for a Fortune 100 company for a couple of years, um, but I found my I found myself in the midst of working for for a Fortune 100 company wanting to be in a place where you have the most competitive people in the world. Um, I, I wanted to feel the heat of critique. Um, I wanted to feel the fatigue of a stressful season um, because the reward is so amazing. You know, when you when you walk into Soldier Field and you walk out of the tunnel with the guys and these guys are, are playing and the fans are going crazy, there's that's no other feeling like that. You don't get that walking into your building every day. And that was IBM. And that was IBM, you know. And I was a, a software engineer in IBM. So
1: hmm. now trying to engineer, uh, uh, helping out with Ryan Pace and the crew uh, for engineering a football team. Champ Kelly, our guest here on the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. Uh, how do you manage your time? Because you got a great, beautiful family. I've seen your kids at the games. You're always around them when they're when they're here. You're, you're a doting father and. This is a very demanding career and there's no there's no other way to put it. I've no I've known scouts for thirty years and the grind is, is what they thrive on and it's a, a balancing act to be sure.
3: Yeah, you know, I, I think the the most amazing thing is um this profession means a lot for us, right? You know, every everybody that's in this building is invested in winning, but priorities are priorities and for me my family will always be first. Right? I, I won't jeopardize uh, missing time with my girls and missing time watching my kids go to plays and doctor's appointments and basketball games because that's that's most important.
0: The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy continues exclusively on the home of the Bears. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. WBBM.
1: Back on the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whitley CPAs and Consultants. A few more moments with our special guest tonight, Bears Director of Player Personnel, Champ
3: Kelly. You're an outstanding communicator. Why? I grew up in the deep south, in a country rural town in Florida, Um, and I was always concerned that people couldn't understand my dialect. So I speak with emotion and enthusiasm, and I appreciate every day, and I hope people understand my rhetoric and my communication by feeling me more so than always just hearing me. Um, And and I I really take pride in in being truthful, honest, and trying to come across as authentic as possible.
1: What's it it like, if you could describe, in a few words, working with Ryan Pace now and all this time you've invested with him and player personnel, uh, director
3: of player personnel, Josh Lucas, Mark Sadowski, those guys. What I appreciate about those guys, especially Ryan, he's authentic, right? Ryan teaches us to be convicted, right? And without conviction, there's no transformation. And so when we make decisions, we make decisions as a group, um, we believe in them, we live by them, and, and we move on. Um, and we don't worry about the, You know what's going on on the outside. We believe in each other, and I think that trust is what makes us great. How do you overcome, or maybe you
1: thrive off of it, the professional tug of war of opinion? Uh, because what you see, What Ryan sees
3: or what I see, slightly different at times. You know, the the most important thing to know is that um, boats don't sink because of the water outside of them. Boats sink when the water gets inside. And so as long as we trust and believe in our process, then the inside of our boat stays dry and we sail forever.
1: What's on your book stand right now? What are you
3: reading? I'm currently just re- reading the Bible and going through a lot of um, older YouTube videos. I've been listening to, you know, Martin Luther King. Uh, I listen to a little bit of Malcolm X to hear the contrast. So <laughs> it's it's been it's been really kind of kind of good these last few weeks.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned something. You want to feel the stress of a season, right? Is the stress of a 12 and four just as stressful as the current five and six season?
3: A- absolutely. Sometimes it's even more stressful. Um, you know, to to maintain winning and deal with the pressures of always trying to be great, um, it's just as hard as sometimes fighting back from adversity, in which we're doing right now. Um, but again, when you have the right culture, the right coaches, and the right players, like nothing is impossible in this league. There's the smiling champ Kelly, who's always reminding me to do just the same. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. As we wrap up with Assistant Director of Player Personnel, Champ Kelly, Gibson's Restaurant Group wants to thank you for joining us on tonight's Bears Coaches Show. Here's a gift card to enjoy at any meal uh, or any of your Chicagoland locations. Enjoy that, Champ. Thank you very much, brother. All right, that's going to do it for tonight's program. For Bears head coach Matt Nagy, Champ Kelly, and producers Dan Brilli, Kevin Foy, Andy Gersher, and Keith Johnson, I'm Jeff Joniak. We'll bring the Bears and Lions to you live from Detroit's Ford Field starting with an 8.30 a.m. pregame show and an 11.30 kickoff. That'll do it tonight on the Bears Coaches Show from Halisaw. This is News Radio 780
0: and 105.9 FM WBBM. Have a great night, everybody. WBBM and HD Chicago. WCFS-FM and HD1 Elmwood Park, Chicago.